Welcome to the Construction Pals Podcast, brought to you by LinkPal, your source for the latest in the construction world. Hard hats off, headphones on, and let's get started. All right. Hi, I'm Jason. I'm the host of the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Construction Pals, where we bring together industry experts and community members to talk about all the important issues in the construction industry. In our next two episodes, we will have a roundtable discussion with Mark Mitchell, also known as the Wizard of Building Materials, Sales and Marketing, and Yasser Mastudnia, the CEO of LinkPal. Today's topic or episode title is Small Business, Big Sales, How to Grow Your Building Materials Business. And to start, Mark, thank you immensely for being with us. And maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and your epic, long-standing career in the space today. <laughs> Man, that's a big word, epic. No, <laughs> um, I started out. Uh, I, I started out in the uh, late seventies uh, in uh, working for an advertising agency that only did building materials, and uh, my first uh, client was Owens Corning. And it was great because I got to do things that were commercial, residential, new construction, uh, re remodel, retrofit. I got to work with technical products like uh, pipe insulation or aesthetic products, maybe like roofing shingles. And uh, so I really under got to understand how important the channel distribution is in building materials that uh, I saw I continue to see today people make mistakes and they think, well, I'll just uh, communicate to the homeowner uh, about this product or the building owner and they'll buy it. And they don't realize the there's a distributor and a contractor and an architect, a facilities manager, uh, all different kinds of people. And so that's where I've really spent my career is focusing on the channel of distribution. Who are these people? Who are the decision makers? And who are the influencers? And what's the, how do you identify which is the right one for your company? And, and then most importantly, how to communicate with them with the right message that will uh, be important to them. And you talk about some very important items there, right? Communication is a key one. Understanding the channel and the main components. When you think about Yasser Masudnia, who I'm going to ask to introduce himself in a moment, you know, for him, a lot of his background over the years has been customer perception, right? Is the reality. What are the pieces that go around that? So Yasser, maybe just, you could tell us a little bit about yourself. That would also be, uh, that'd be great. Sure. Um, hello everyone. I'm Yasser uh, Masunia, uh, CEO and co-founder of LinkPal. Uh, prior to this company, I think we discussed it in pre previous episodes. I've been a general contractor in Virgin, Northern Virginia, DC area, and later on in California. And uh, and through our, my, uh, my career as a general contractor and builder, I've worked with a wide range of suppliers um, in, on the East Coast and West Coast, and I've got to experience different level of services, different level of um, material suppliers who, who often create an experience for me as a builder um, that I feel um, appreciated, I feel like um, I'm, I'm their focus, and I've on the other side, on the other hand, I've had some non not pleasant experience as well, but um, but I've tried to focus on a good experience and what I've learned and how um, how some of these suppliers 
help us to push the project uh, forward and to save a ton of time and resources uh, when we are involved in a construction project. And Mark, one of the key words there was experiences, right? Working, the officers worked over time with a lot of suppliers. It's all about the experiential journey. And clearly, there's a lot of challenges in the industry today, especially when it comes to sales. You think about keeping up with changes, preparing for tomorrow, maybe not moving online fast enough. What are some of the biggest challenges you've seen in your experience uh, to date as it relates to material suppliers uh, and sales? Well, this has been uh, uh, an industry that is very slow to change, uh, very um, uh, not not eager to take on, not looking for new ideas, new products traditionally, uh, has been very kind of like, look, my father used this product. My father built this way. I've built this way. I've not had any problems. Why would I want to change? And and that worked well um, until uh, t- t- there's been a couple of changes. I mean, when I think about uh, how long it took uh, DuPont to get Tyvek house wrap accepted, you know, it, it probably was 20 years till they, I remember when it first came out and people wrap your house in paper. Why, why do we need that? You know, we don't need that. And, you know, and then to come and see how fast uh, fiber cement siding was accepted when it first came out, all the uh, other cladding materials thought it was silly and stupid and no one will ever use fiber cement. And then boom, you know, it was, took them maybe four years. And then it seems like James, uh, no, um, Zip System and Huber came out of nowhere and it was like two years. Boom, everything is green. And so so we're seeing, you know, that uh, maybe the manufacturers are doing a better job of meeting the customer's needs. Uh, but the other one I really see is the... Finally, the industry's woken up to all the tremendous amount of waste and inefficiency that's been baked into our system. It You just kind of accept, oh, this is going to be a, remodeling my kitchen. It's going to be a nightmare. Oh, the builder told me the new house will be done, you know, on October 1st. Who believes that, right? Uh, and or, or the commercial project, all of those things. And now we're all of a sudden waking up to like, it doesn't have to be that way. We can focus on reducing waste and inefficiency. And uh, getting the, the getting the owner into the property sooner and at a higher quality, and uh, so that's forcing people to rethink how they how they do things, be better planners, uh, and maybe heaven forbid, try a new idea. You know, uh, but I'm seeing that happening, uh, Mark. Because if you think about blind spots, right? We all become we all become blind to this, and it, it hurts us when it comes to rethinking and overcoming these challenges, right? We as a society are trying to savor surprises, understand what are the ideal jobs that need to be done for the customers and how to proto- prototype and really create a minimum, as we say, minimum awesome product. How do you see overcoming some of the challenges you just kind of described? And is it are they getting expedited more over time? Or are we still coming into this pattern of trying to find an equilibrium in the space? Hmm. Well, I always have this thing between, uh, in, in building materials particularly, we have an industry where they don't have to be innovative. You know, if you think about if you're in the high-tech industry, if you're Panasonic or Samsung or Apple or somebody, you know, every six months, you've got to have a new, better idea. You know, you, you can't sit back and say, well, we got this Apple watch here, see, and we'll just sell this for 10 years, okay? Well, you know, you, you can't do that. And, uh, the building materials industry hasn't had pressure on it to 
to innovate. And so, so I see the smaller companies at a real competitive advantage today. I see the bigger companies very slow to adapt things like maybe selling online, okay? Because uh, we'll upset our channel. Um, or if we try a new product, that'll actually cannibalize the sales of our existing products. And we make the most money by keeping our plants running 24-7. So why would we introduce a new product? So, And, uh, and so I see the, the, you know, the smaller companies at an advantage. And uh, it'll be, I think it's going to be a real challenge for some of our larger, well-known companies that are not particularly innovative. And on that note, right, if you think how contractors and builders look at the challenges and you look at the capabilities you just mentioned, these smaller businesses' capability to scale and, and, and support customers, but really selecting building materials and how to become a preferred supplier. Now, we know that that depends on the type of construction you're asking about, right? And it varies between building construction and the design teams, et cetera. But what would, what's your take on that when it comes to truly – um, selecting building materials and becoming a preferred supplier in general. Well, I think that, that there's two important points there. One is uh, most, almost everybody, uh, you know, you go and look at an architect today and they will cut and paste specs from the last five jobs that worked. They don't have time to start with a blank piece of paper. So if they've used um, uh, a particular brand of uh, they're doing a hotel, a particular brand of interior doors and it worked fine the last five projects, nobody's unhappy. Boom. They'll just stick that in there. And uh, so if you now have a different material, uh, that's going to take a little while. Well, one, you want to find the customer that's most open to trying a new idea, not just uh, calling anybody. Um, and the other big part of this is most, uh, I think, I think uh, build, building material customers tend to look and say, if you will, in general, uh, uh, we'll say a roof membrane is a roof membrane. Okay. This one has a little better properties. This one has this, a little lower price, but they all have to fit within a range of acceptable performance and price. Um, and once you fit within there, okay, you're, you're probably an accepted option. Now, the real competitive advantage today is how the level of service you provide your customer. And so I've seen uh, since uh, the last recession, we'll say 2008, uh, it was it really affected the building materials industry. Each recession is different, but everybody thinks it's going to affect them. Uh, but you have to kind of give it a second and see what it's really going to do. Like we all thought last March that this was going to, we're going to have a, a recession because of COVID and it was going to really affect building materials. And hello, you know, it didn't, didn't really happen. Um, but so what happened was they cut back all these people. They cut all their expenses because sales were way down. As they started to come back, they kind of took an attitude that says, well, I've got to make back that money that I would have made if we hadn't had a recession, right? So I'm not going to add back the customer service people I had, the technical service, the shipping clerks, the whatever. And so maybe they used to have three people that were customer service people. So if you called up, somebody could answer a phone, get you an answer or respond to your email. Well, they cut that back to one. And then as their business grew back and even exceeded where they were before then, they haven't added more people. And I continue, you know, consistently hear from uh, dealers, builders, contractors, uh, anybody that's dealing with a manufacturer, how 
poor the customer service level is. And like literally, I, I met with the CEO of a very large uh, d- uh, distributor of drywall and uh, we were having lunch and I said, hey, you know, what advice would you give to a company that wanted to be a better supplier to you? And he says, really easy. Just do what you say. He says, it's that bad. Okay. You know, he said, could you imagine how important a customer I am to a lot of companies? And can I get them to even do what they say? Like, you know, next Wednesday at 10 a.m., a truck will arrive here with the product. Nope. So right there, just just providing, you know, that uh, extra level of service is a big differentiator that I find today that most companies are not taking advantage of. And I think this and is I, a, you know, an ample opportunity, right, Yasser, to turn it over to you for a second. One, to say, hey, given that service and service quality is the essence of LinkPal, maybe to speak on that for a second, but also from a selection of a supplier perspective, right, as a builder and your experience as a builder, how would you choose a favorite supplier? So maybe if you could take those um, in two parts would be great. I think there are there were two points to mark uh, remarks, and that I really it's it's music to my ear. Uh, one part of it is around um, how how the market, how this industry has been reacting to new products. The good news is uh, with the existence of social media as a, as a custom builder or uh, uh, custom house home builder, I see that my customers are asking for the new products. I see they are asked, they are excited about oh, how we can improve our um, energy efficiency, how we can achieve this new look. And those are all requires some new products, new methods that I that I in, in most of cases I either need to do my research online and then reach out to my suppliers and ask who do who who has this material? How can you help me to achieve that um, my customer needs and what what fits it around using, for instance, zips? I I learned about zip system from a customer who was asking about um, how can I improve the energy efficiency, and I um, and I started looking into it and I found about zip system. That was my first first interaction, and then I'll look into it, talk to my suppliers, and got more information and. And eventually, I got it involved. I got to use it for the first project. And now, now it's everywhere in all my projects. Um, so one is that demands in the market uh, that's different now nowadays, um, and it, it's coming from consumer. It's coming from, uh, to some extent, from builder contractors who want to build differently, who want to differentiate their products. Um, that is important. The other part of it is around. The service, as you as Mark mentioned, the service we get from our suppliers. Uh, there are, a, it happened to me uh, that I was introduced um, to some uh, siding material when the when the supplier visited me at the job site and saw my conversation with my framer and said, "By the way, you know what I can offer you, and that that's going to be uh, answer to your uh, basically answer to your praise and your request from the framer." And then they introduced the new siding material that I never heard of. And so those level of uh, I would say 
putting me as a center of the attention of a, uh, when it comes to the supplier as as their customers, especially as a pro, as a trade customers, as a person who I go to them on a weekly basis. I need to talk to them on a weekly basis with them, with my suppliers to get uh, to get new pricing, to get new specs, to to get the ask question about. Um, how how we can deploy implement something new product or uh, new new method and techniques did that attention to me how, how fast I can get hold of someone how fast they can go to the manufacturer get the answer for me and get back to me these are the something these are the elements that makes them my preferred supplier even if it's a Yes, for everyone, price is the main thing, um, and everyone is competing on price. But more importantly, at that level of service, that would help me to 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 succeed in my business as a general contractor. And that that is what differentiates their uh, my my preferred supplier from other suppliers. Yes, and Mark, you know the angle there that Yasser's you know, talking about and getting to is. It's going beyond merely communicating to connecting with people. And if you think about long-term and long-term relationships, right, customer service is the new marketing. That, that's a fact today in many ways. You've got to be savvy with marketing. Without customer service, you have nothing. But for the long-term, especially with uh, building material suppliers, and, and I certainly haven't seen a lot of these types of dynamic discussions out there to provide this guidance. I mean, to what Yasser just talked about with his experience, what does that blueprint look like or what does the roadmap look like to developing those customer relationships on the building material supplier side? Well, I think, you know, um, I, I always tell people, instead of being in a hurry to make a sale, uh, take your time to really learn uh, about this customer. Uh, one of the things that uh, I always, I, uh, you know, I have a set of questions that I that I ask everybody that I talk with. If they're a contractor, or an architect, whoever, I'm interviewing people all week long, and 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 I will tend to ask them, uh, you know, who are your three favorite suppliers? Ones that if someone came in at a lower price, you would have to think twice before you walked away from them. And who are they? And and what makes the difference? Um, and and the other question I will ask them is many times, uh, you know, what do building material companies? Uh, what is their biggest misconception? And uh, a funny. Uh, so last year I heard from a builder, and and now and, and he just said, oh, it's easy. Uh, building material salespeople trying to sell me as a builder something. I can tell they think all builders are the same. That they walk into my office as if I'm a builder, so that makes me this. And, you know, in this builder is very unique. This builder builds 600 homes a year. This builder is an on-your-lot builder, which is, which is an unusual type of builder. And, and he's like, if they went to my website, they could quickly tell, you know, a little bit about me. And they would tell that I'm different than the guy down the street or the guy they called on this morning. But, yep, they just, like, look. And so, and so if you take your time to understand uh, – you know, how, what is it, for example, you're calling on a builder, you know, what is a builder? Uh, how do they make money? How do they lose money? What are their greatest problems they're having today? And then take the next step and say, what makes this builder different or unique? Now you can walk in and talk about intelligently how you might be able to help them be more successful. This is great. I mean, we always talk about the value of asking 
good questions and really being thought provoking, right? I mean, there's a lot of misconceptions out there and always try to have like, regardless of industry, the eyes of kind of a traveler in the sense of, you know, you take a familiar situation and view it as if it was fresh and new. And even in this industry, right? And that's, Yasser and I talk about this all the time. And that's the essence of, again, what some of the things LinkPal is trying to do. And there's no greater scenario of that than what we've gone through the last year uh, during COVID-19. And things are starting to come back to life. You see a little bit of movement behind me here in New York City. Um, how did the COVID-19 pandemic shift and change the way that sales are done in this industry from, uh, from what you've seen kind of over this, this trying time for all of us? Well, I think what they did was uh, all – I think they what COVID did was it accelerated what was already happening. Okay? We already were moving toward doing things smarter, more effectively and efficiently instead of I just get in my car and make calls on people until somebody says yes. Um, and and so that, that we were been headed toward doing things a little more efficiently and it just sped it up. It just forced it to happen. And, and so, you know, uh, and so when we say like we're coming out, um, you know, it, it's going to be funny because I, Many customers, uh, I was interviewing architects last week, and they were all talking about how uh, they, uh, how much they like the fact that they now can have fewer meetings, that, that they can have a Zoom call. They, they like to meet with reps. Uh, they need to meet with reps, but they also, their biggest, uh, the, the thing that they, that they value and value the most now is their time. And so if somebody comes to see them, it's kind of like, well, I got to give them an hour and it'd be nice and all this other stuff. And I really need 10 minutes of their time to get the question answered. And if I can do that on a Zoom call, uh, then why not? You know, that would be better. So I think we're going to see a lot of salespeople who are raring to go are going to be a little disappointed when customers are like, hey, you don't need to know. We can do this over the phone. I still love you. I love your product. Love you. You know, <laughs> but there's no need for you to come see me. So I think, you know, uh, we're going to see, uh, you know, smarter use of uh, people's time. And and I think about just all the travel expenses and time that would traditionally be wasted or not very effective. So I, I think that and, and the other thing is the online tools of getting people to uh, come to your website, then getting them to say, hey, I'm interested. So they're coming to you as opposed to you're out knocking on doors, cold calling people about about your product or service. So I think those are the, you know, the two big things that have really um, uh, accelerated their adoption in the last year, and they're gonna—they're here to, to stay with us. I mean, we're still gonna have trade shows. We're still gonna go make live calls on people and so forth. But, but we're gonna—it's gonna be a little different. Yeah, and a, a simple analogy of that too, right? Just again, moving, moving forward and accelerating the path. It doesn't matter if a if a glass is half full or half empty. If you think think you can make a better glass, you have the capability of making a better glass. Um, and it's a simple euphemism of saying this is kind of where we're going. I'm excited, Mark. This was a great first segment. And we're going to continue um, in the next episode to kind of talk a little bit more about how we tear down the construction industry's comfort zone. So thank you uh, for episode one of two. And uh, we'll been great. join you shortly for the next one. Been great. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe for more episodes like this. 
For more information on Construction Pals podcast and LinkPal, please visit LinkPal.com. 